Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now let me get to Peter. Speaking of protesters, Peter will be on the streets. The people who support the ethical treatment of animals. Um, and their, their statement in Henry Street tomorrow will be, as barbecue season draws to a close, several Peter supporters will roast a dog. I'll find out in a second if it's a real one. On Dublin's Henry Street, on Wednesday, over a banner proclaiming, if you wouldn't eat a dog, why eat a pig? Go vegan. Protesters will also hand out Think Before You Eat, leaflets to passerbys holding signs reading, End Speciesism. It's a hard word to say, by the way. When it comes to the capacity to suffer and feel pain and fear, dog is no different to a pig or a chicken or a cow, says Peter. And they're probably right. Uh, Director Elisa Allen, Peter is urging anyone repulsed by the prospect of chowing down on dog meat to extend that compassion to all other animals and go vegan. Go vegan. It's almost like Superman, isn't it? Go vegan! So, I want to know tonight... Because they're saying basically that meat eaters are hypocrites. Because their motto basically in part says animals are not ours to eat. And they note that the meat industry's chickens' throats are cut while and all the, you know all the stuff. Red abattoirs and all that kind of stuff. Fish suffocate and all that kind of carry on. So I want to know, are we hypocrites? Because if you're not willing to eat a dog, why are you willing to eat a pig and then give out about it? You, I mean, you've no right, for example, to give out about the Koreans who eat dogs. And they do. They farm them. There's, I'm aware it is that they eat tigers. They, they actually, and they use their bones for medicine and they eat them. It's a delicacy. Um, but we've no right to give out about those people eating other animals when we eat pigs, cows, chickens, little animals. Are we all hypocrites? Are meat eaters hypocrites? Do you know what? I'm actually going to agree with the vegans for the first time in my life. We are. We're all a bunch of hypocrites. But I'm not. And I'll tell you why in a second. I want you to text 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Are meat eaters hypocrites? Let me know what you think. Uh, WhatsApp or Texas. John Carmody is on the line. My John is my go-to vegan. John, you're on Classic Hits. John, and also a supporter of PETA and also a supporter of um, all sort of animal rights. Uh, John, I mean, are you part of this protest tomorrow? Yeah, good evening, John Island. Uh, thanks for picking up on this one because I think it's the first uh, to what consumers will be faced with tomorrow um, at 12 o'clock on uh, Dublin's Henry Street, actually directly opposite the spire. You know, Niall, we would have touched on the, the issue of veganism, as you know yourself, over the last couple of years and we would have, you know, picked on various parts of the campaign and talked about, you know, going vegan and really should we be you know taking up the cause of animals being killed for food and I think we, we've turned a corner in that but for the first time ever you know Irish shoppers and consumers who are coming out of the butchers or are coming out of the likes of you know um, fast food joints and other places that sell animals animal parts will be actually confronted um, with the reality Jeez, of it sounds bad when you say when you say animal parts it sounds bad doesn't it because <laughs> well, they are animal parts I you suppose know, now what consumers are going to be confronted with is literally um, uh, a dog that's literally, you know, been... He's not a real... No, no, John, it's not a real dog, is it? Well, I was going to get to that. It's actually a prop before anyone starts, okay. you know, um, I kicking know, up. I, I assume but, so, because it, there would be ma- that would be madness, wouldn't it, for you to be cooking an actual dog? Exactly. But yeah. you know what, Niall? What Peter wants is um, for people to kind of join the dots and to bridge to disconnect. They want people to know that we've got it when it comes to knowing that 
dogs and cats have the capacity to feel feel pain and suffering. They want to be loved. They don't want to end up on the chopping block. They don't want to end up on our tables, as a matter of fact. And for some reason or another, this hasn't been extended to pigs and cows and chickens. Isn't that Um, social conditioning, John, isn't it? Nail hit on the head, Nile, as a matter of fact, and it has. But you know, because I pigs. I mean, if we really want to domesticate animals, pigs are actually more domesticated. Uh, they're actually more intelligent than dogs. Um, so you know, why didn't we pick the pig? We could have picked the pig. For example, in certain countries like India, they, they the cow is sacred. In other countries like Korea, they eat dog. They farm dogs to eat them. And I believe, by the way, for people who eat dogs, it tastes something like uh, greasy duck. Um, no. You know, I know you don't want to know that, John. I'm just saying for people who think so. It is just meat the same as chicken or the same as pork or the same as anything else. So to turn around and say that you wouldn't eat a poor little doggy, you're being a bit of a hypocrite if you're going to go in there and have a burger at McDonald's, aren't you? You, you, I said, but yes, is 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 the answer to that one. But you know what? The, the other side of the coin with this one, Niall, is as well. I do, I, I genuinely do believe that most people are kind people. And look, as I said before, we're not all brought into this world knowing about what happens to animals. And I think it might take something like what's going to go on tomorrow at twelve o'clock. And I hope to God we get we we get a chance to kind of stay out the entire demonstration um, with the hopes that people don't, you know, overreact too much. Well, I, John is texting in overreacting here. He says, hi, now, I'm Peter being the hypocrites by roasting a dog, whether it's real or not. Well, no, not if it's not real. They're making a point, aren't they? No, no, I think, I think what um, Peter trying to do tomorrow is to get, because we're, we're infatuated as a society with dogs and cats, we, we've, we've got that, we've, we've got that message a hell of a long time ago, with the exception of those that continue to abuse them physically. Um, but we, we wouldn't sit down and we wouldn't put, you know, a napkin on our, our, our lap and we wouldn't put out the, the knife and fork and a glass of wine as we, we chow into the body parts of a dog or a cat. As a matter of fact, Niall, when we see these images coming from China and South Korea and all those other countries that eat these animals, we're absolutely repulsed. And we have to say, hang on, wait a minute, because as a matter of fact, you know, if you genuinely are repulsed by all of that, it doesn't matter what country, as a matter of fact, these animals are being killed. What matters is that these animals are being killed. Um, But but John, it's just the way we've been brought up. And when you say we're hypocrites, right, I kind of agree with you, right? But in saying that, I mentioned social conditioning, the way we're brought up. I recently watched a video where there's, I think it's Chinese people, right? They were eating squid out of a bowl, live squid. And seemingly this particular delicacy, you must eat it live. And they put it into their mouths and the little tentacles are flinging around. And I'm going, oh my God, that's fine. And they bite on it and the juices all fly out of it and everything else. And I don't want to be putting people off their their suppers, but, but that's exactly what happens, right? And I'm looking at it like, oh, Jesus, that's disgusting. Oh, I'm almost sick looking at it, right? But that doesn't make me a hypocrite because I wouldn't eat that and yet I'd eat a chicken. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a matter of our taste buds, uh, our culture, uh, the way we've been socially conditioned. Dogs are our best friend and cats. They're domesticated animals that we've domesticated from the start of time, more or less. Whereas in other countries and other cultures, they domesticated different animals because they were separated by seas. And that's the thing, it all goes back to, you know, like, I suppose, cultures and domesticating animals. But, you know, regardless what country it is or who's doing it, you know, cruelty to cruelty is wrong, um, you know, full stop. And and I think just here in Ireland, what we're trying to do tomorrow night is just get people to bridge the disconnect. And I suppose it will give us a huge opportunity to talk to people. I mean, already this demonstration has been causing huge amount of um, discussion in the likes of uh, Australia, across the UK in the last couple of weeks, just in France in the last few days. This demonstration took place, and, and I, I know across the, the US as well, this demonstration has been meeting consumers on the streets and a lot of people are probably horrified when they see 
and let's face it, I just wish I was with you tonight, as a matter of fact, because I could show you the dog, and it looks quite real, as a matter of Does fact. It? So I think it's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll send you some pictures, as a matter of fact, but I think it will make a big difference tomorrow. And it'll so it'll grab a bit of attention, it. anyway. That's, that's the main, that's well, what you, you want, know what, isn't it? Who would have thought that Ireland has turned a corner and all of this? I mean, we just learned last week that KFC was literally sold out within a couple of hours. Um, they couldn't keep up with the amount of people that were queuing up outside their doors. Well, for their vegan Wait, chicken nuggets. There you have it, Niall. Who well, no, I, I, had, I did talk about that on the air last week, but the way I think that, you know I think it's an insult to meat eaters to call it a chicken nugget it's not a chicken nugget and I think vegans should be insulted by the way the very fact they're calling it a vegan chicken nugget it's not a chicken nugget it's, there's no chicken in it let's not fall out over the, what we call it as a matter of fact <laughs> it's going to save a hell of a lot of matter I did see vegan chicken wings as well recently and I go why are they calling them chicken wings they're not chicken wings well, I suppose if, if, if you want to get caught up in the names and stuff like that of what you want to eat well, look we're, we're offering but a kind of, I just think it defeats the purpose of being a vegan somebody well, Sinead points out here she says I was in Marley Park recently lots of people uh, for bur- loads of people for burger and sausage and taco stands but not one single soul at the vegan Vegan stand should have taken a photo. So she I, you know what, Nile? I, I, I wasn't at Marley Park, but I can tell you, I was at Love Sensation about two weeks ago, um, and there was the Garden of Eden. Now, as a matter of fact, I should have taken a picture at that. As a matter of fact, um, they were selling out. Uh, for the time I was there and there was thousands and thousands of people at the at the festival but there was there was a huge amount of people queuing up um, and, and that that is the reality right now and I think it just it will take something like tomorrow with this dog um, sitting on top of the barbecue and I hope to God we get some sort of dry weather we, we, we would have thought that tomorrow was going to be somewhat dry but knowing Irish weather we might be up a bit of a with a bit of a challenge tomorrow it, it's so kind of fallen back we, we, we talked during the year John and, we, we, and I did admit to you that I've noticed that an increase in the amount of people who are becoming vegans right mm. Yeah, and, yeah. But I do see a bit of a fall back again, and that goes along with the statistics that most people become vegans at 16 years of age. That's the average age for starting to be a vegan, right? And within six months of that, the vegan diet, although it's not really a diet, a diet has an end target. You know, it's, it's a kind of lifestyle or whatever, um, or, you know, whatever it happens to be. But within six months, they kind of go back to eating meat again. Um, now, Gabby outside is living proof of that. Because Gabby decided one day she wanted to be a vegan just so she could tell people she was a vegan. She only lasted a week. Uh, because her old uh, digestive system couldn't handle it very well, and she spent a lot of time in the bathroom. I won't go too much into this personal <laughs> life on the air, but but you know what? Now, with a situation like that, I mean, if you're going to get those situations in in all uh, you know areas of life, but but, but, it, but, it, is, but John, is it, the trend? I just think it was it was working for a little while as a bit of a trend, <laughs> uh, maybe a bit of a fad, like the gluten thing. You know, they're going back a few years ago. That was a nonsense, the gluten free yolk. But anyway, but I I think it's kind of. It's hit its peak. I don't, I don't think no. it's going to get any bigger. The only people making that. money out of it are, you know, the people who are making food for vegans. They're making a bomb out of this. Well, and, and happy days, as a matter of fact. It just goes to show there's a hell of a lot of money to be made in this. But what I would say is that... Gabby and damaging, if you want to go into the environment, damaging the environment just as much as the meat eaters, no. considering there's only a small amount of vegans in the world. It's damaging to your health. It's damaging to animals. And it's... it's Breaking havoc on the planet, as a matter of ah, fact. So, John, I've seen a load of vegans Gary last week Churchill, uh, talking about the Amazon, see. right? <laughs> Giving out about the Amazon. To, to, uh, the, uh, <laughs> to get soya, they have to rip the trees out of the Amazon to mm. grow soya. We've been saying it for years, as a matter of fact, and it's absolutely heartbreaking when you see the amount of forests being cut down and ripped apart, and for those vegans. forests aren't going to come back. You well, know? They're doing it for vegans as well, John. To grow more food for vegans. The, the vast you do like your tofu, Amazon, don't you? The, the vast majority of the Amazon has been, has been crashed simply to supply um, land for the, the meat-based agricultural you know, industry, and that is a well-known fact. But 
Of course, what because the majority of the world are meat eaters. That's that's logical. That is, well, it, and, yeah. and that will be for now. But Lila, we have seen genuinely, and as I say, the God's honest truth, we have seen a huge shift in per- perception. We have seen a huge shift in interest, a spike. As a matter of fact, now and oil, you can't go anywhere in this country. You can't go into uh, a petrol station and just coming up here tonight and stuff. And there's all these vegan options and in supermarkets. Everywhere you go now, all these big corporations, they're all taking this vegan message up. And I genuinely think there's no coming back. So with this dog tomorrow, on top of that barbecue, and I hope to God, as I said, that the rain will hold off, it will just give us another push that this country really needs to talk about what has been missing for quite a while, which is bridging that disconnect between our love and our obsession with the, the beady-eyed mm-hmm. dogs and cats and uh, the beady-eyed dogs out on the cows and the chickens. And I just wish to God we could bring the entire country into the sanctuaries to meet these poor animals because, you know, what, Nile, they just want to eke out an existence like ourselves in this world. Okay, well, stay there for a second because Nassim, how are you, Niall? Hi, Nassim. I mean, really, Nassim, you're not going to sit down tomorrow and, you know, have a Sunday roast of a Labrador in the oven, are you? So why would you eat, you know, a bit of beef in the oven? I, I mean, are we hypocrites as meat eaters? I think it is hypocrisy, Niall. Um, no, well, no, no, I'm a meat eater myself. But just uh, that gentleman, what's his name? John, yeah, John Carmody, lovely John. guy. John, John, are you a vegan? <laughs> Go away. <laughs> are you having a laugh, Nassim? Yeah, no, He's just spent the last 20 yeah. minutes talking about a protest for pizza. No, because... And you've asked him, is he a vegan? <laughs> no, because I noticed among vegans... Now, I can't speak like 100 out of 100 people, but I noticed a vast, vast majority of vegans who are against killing animals for cruelty reasons are pro-abortion. And if I want to speak on hypocrisy... I think that is utter that many vegans are against killing animals, but they support killing unborn babies in the wounds of the mother. Now, that's hypocrisy. Oh, okay. And it's a different, different know, type of hypocrisy, but no, I'm not going to disagree not, with you. But, I, I, don't, but I, think, I think it's a bit, of a, a bit of a general sweeping statement to say the majority of vegans yeah. would be pro-life or pro-choice. Well, I said I say about ninety percent now of vegans. Well, are, they, they tend to be liberally minded. Yes. Yes, they're you know a lot of them are dressed a certain way, have pink hair, hairs, blue. You know, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, I'm just seeing an image of John here, and you know, <laughs> I know he doesn't have pink hair, mind you. I mean, I, I he mean, does have the tats, and he likes to show off his bod. I, I don't know, Niall, if you've noticed on Sundays outside the Bank of Ireland and Central Bank, there's a lot of vegans there who who protest. I think it's from the afternoon. And they've been Sunday. there for the last 30 years. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not literally, obviously, but they, they, they're, yeah, so, they're there all the time, yeah. So my question would be to John, would he be pro-abortion? Well, you know, I'm, I'm just here now to talk about what's going on tomorrow, and I'm not, take, I'm not going after that subject, because I'll tell you, you know, I mean, it's, it's a pretty serious You don't have to go on the subject, but, but it's a fair point to make, isn't it, John? I mean, well, that it is a bit hypocritical, you know, to turn around and be disgusted by the thoughts of eating an egg from a chicken, but yet, you know, you're quite happy to support abortion. So I, I think, know, I think it, a, it's hypocrisy. It's, I do. You know what, Niall, we can come on to that some other night. But what I will say <laughs> in short, and this is my personal view on this, is that I find on both sides... You look to skate around the old issue there, you John, know, don't you? There's, there's vegans that are pro-choice and there's vegans that are... I think, um, I think the same has a point, but I think, okay. I think, I think a large percentage are, of vegans would be liberal. I, I, I suppose what I will say yeah. on that one, this is my personal view now only on this, okay? Like... On the vegan side, there's, there's vegans that are 
pro-choice and there's vegans also that um, are anti-choice as well on that issue. And equally with regards to anti-choice people who don't who don't agree with abortion, there's people that chow okay, ch- into animals to hold. Okay, but the point he's making is that if you're talking about one hypocrisy, is that not another hypocrisy? And I think it would be fair to agree, John, that it probably is a hypocrisy. Well, do you know what it is as well, Niall? I think, and I'm glad you picked up on this one because it's an important one because you're going to have listeners now listening tonight and they're probably going to get freaked out thinking, hang on, I, I'm, I'm for this, but I'm, I'm not for that, or I'm for that, but I'm not for this. Uh, do you know what I think it is, Niall? Whatever we can do to alleviate suffering in this world is to be commended. When people see this demonstration tomorrow with that dog on top of the barbecue, I hope it can bring back to the fact that every year, you know, millions and I suppose hundreds of millions of animals are killed all over the world in factory farms and slaughterhouses where the pigs are hung upside down. The cows have a bolt going into the head. And I don't really want to be putting, you know, your listeners off by giving the gory details. But this is the reality. And you know what, Niall, as a matter of fact, when you see the investigations, when, when the cameras go in behind the slaughterhouses, when we put... I don't want to see that, John. No, no, I, I, know, I, I, I openly admit... I wouldn't want to see an animal being slaughtered then we say in any we have shape or form. Stop, you know? And when you look into the eyes mm. of a cow or a pig or a sheep, oh. now, there, it's no different than looking into the eyes of a, a, a dog or a cat because you know what? There's someone home when you look into their eyes. Okay, no, well, hang, hang on, because I have a few people to go to here. Nassim. Yes. Yeah, he's making a fair point there. And, you know, you can't deny the argument that if I look into the eyes of a cow or a, do- or a, cow or a cat or a cow or a pig, I don't want to eat it afterwards. I feel kind of bad. Do you know yeah, well, uh, look, there's no doubt that there's many, there's many um, places that mistreat animals and, 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 you know, abuse them. And that's wrong. I, I condemn that. But, you know, for me, I'm just pointing the utter hypocrisy. I don't know. You've said that. and I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. John doesn't really want to talk about the issue at the moment. Fair enough. That's his choice, right? But I'm not going to disagree with you. I do think it's hypocrisy as well. I, I equally, I believe it's hypocrisy. But if I didn't see him, if I got you a pet pig... And you know, and you played with him in the house for a few weeks, and he was running around your house because they are lovely little pets, little baby pigs. Yeah. And and then I said to you, right, Grant, let's come coming around Sunday in the same, chop them up there and chuck them in the oven. You know, yeah. you wouldn't want to, would you? No. Well, the reason why we don't kill dogs is because dogs in is in our culture they're domesticated. We have dogs as, well, as that's only pets. because we're from Ireland. Exactly. So uh, I couldn't condemn someone in China killing a dog. I uh, you couldn't condemn that, but in our culture. In our culture, we wouldn't do that. So with pigs, pigs, we don't have pigs as pets. We don't, you know, pigs are naturally, we eat them. So, so, what, so what John is saying is right. We, what we're doing is, unconsciously, we're disconnecting ourselves from the animal and the fact that it is a living, breathing animal. Are we? No, can I, can I say this, actually? Yeah. Sorry. You know, just in relation to dogs and stuff like that, how we've been conditioned, and we absolutely have, as a matter of fact, I don't know, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, we knew no different. We didn't even respect ourselves, as a matter of fact, and the history's there to prove that. We, you know, but finally, we're starting to shift in perception of animals. And now we're, you know, most of the society, thankfully, is against homophobia, transphobia, and all those other xenophobia. And thankfully, people are, you know, shifting and we're moving away from that indifference. And just now we're starting to grasp that whole issue of speciesism as well. Because, you know, up until that point, we just treated all these animals differently. The cows, the pigs, the sheep, the elephants, the tigers. And finally, we're getting a chance now to, to say, hey, we have I to did stop. See, I, I, I did see that show, a documentary recently where they were, I don't know what country it was, but they, they farmed tigers to eat them uh, as a delicacy and also to use their bones for medicine. 
every country now has got its animal. It, 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 you know, it, it's bad baddies when it comes to animals. And Ireland is a nasty place in so many ways. But and I mean, now, John, to be fair to Ireland, right? Even as a vegan, you have to admit that the rules and regulations around farming in this country are very, very tight. The one thing I have to say, Niall, is, is that I suppose that's one side of the coin, but equally as well, and I've been quoted and I've, and I've been saying this for a good number of months, is that Ireland is genuinely shifting away from a lot of those cruelties as well. We brought in so much great legislation. You know, we've, we're shifting our mindsets when it comes to animals. Mm. And all as a result, if, you, if I can be genuinely honest, Niall, as a result of coming on shows like yourself, having the discourse, having the conversation, getting people to question their treatment of animals, and I can genuinely put my, heart, my hand to my heart and say that this does work. Yeah, but but it doesn't work for everybody. There was an article in the paper the other day that scientists have come up with the conclusion that vegans have a lower IQ. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> come on. Because, because they're lacking amino acids, you know, that no, you know, have I mean, the brain. I'm just telling you, these stories come out all the time. So, you know, it's not for everybody, I know, John. I can tell you one thing. I know, uh, uh, you know. You have a good brain, John. I know you have a good brain. people who are... Who are you have a lovely brain, as, John. We could compare people onto the cows. As oh, you know, let's say onto the cows come home. We don't bother anymore, you know? Yeah, onto um, the vegan species come home. Roger, hang on for a second. Roger, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Roger? Hi, how you doing? Okay. Good, Roger. You're a vegan. I am, yes. It's funny you're talking about dogs because I'm dog sitting at the moment. So You're dog sitting. Uh, okay. Yeah. But so well, I mean, um, John has a point about hypocrisy, but in saying that, it is social conditioning as well, isn't it? Well, yeah, I'm a sociologist. It's all about culture, you know. And, um, you know, like in Japan, for example, you know, often people in the West, uh, to use that phrase, they, they would make racist comments about what the Japanese do. But then uh, foxes are sacred in Japan. Mm-hmm. And so think what we do in Ireland and uh, Britain to foxes. So it is a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. You know, most, um, you mentioned China before and Korea. Actually, most people in China have never tasted dog, which is quite interesting. So, um, Koreans, it would be more popular, wouldn't it? The, the dogs. Yeah, there are some areas in China apparently which, which um, you know, heavily kind of populated with Koreans, but they also um, don't don't really go. Where is it? But maybe you know them. Where I was watching this documentary, just kind of brief clip of it, where they were farming tigers to to eat them as a delicacy and to use their bones for medicine. Where is that? Is that China? Yeah, it's funny that I um, I was thinking about that when you were saying it, but I, I don't know that. Mm. It's and uh, you would you wouldn't imagine because an animal a species like that we would imagine would be, you know it's it's not that you know we don't have that many of them left in the world. See, but we'd wonder why they'd be farming them to eat them. It'd be quite odd. Well, they might they might have to farm them in the sense that you know there's only if you're thinking about mammals there's only four four percent of free living beings left. Mm-hmm. You know every every other mammal in the world are either us or our so-called cattle. Are we and, top of the food uh, chain? Are we, Roger? Well, it depends on what you mean by food chain. When I, mean, I look at my, when my look at my bicycle chain, it goes round and round. So sometimes the top bit is at the bottom. You know, we're, we're all we're all going to be eating in the end, aren't we? So what's a, what's the food chain? Yeah, I mean, when I you know see you know David Attenborough talking about you know the the, the plains of the Serengeti or whatever or whatever it is, and there's some tiger chasing a wildebeest, and he's doing it or lion or whatever it is, and he's he has this amazing hunting ability to you know to feed himself. We don't give out about him, and here we are as human beings who are we're not uh, solely carnivorous, uh, but we are omnivores, and uh, we're not herbivores. So we're kind of somewhere in the middle. We do still have our carnivorous teeth from when we were, you know, from whatever million years ago. So I mean, are we not entitled to eat a bit of meat? Are we not? Are we not allowed to do that? I understand we don't hunt them personally ourselves. Well, some people do. Uh, we've mechanized the whole thing. 
because of, the, well, of our population. You know, again, that's a cultural thing. I mean, there is actually quite a lot of evidence. I know we won't agree on this, but there is quite a lot of evidence that human beings are herbivores or cultural omnivores. But the point we don't is, have a short um, enough intestine to be herbivores, and we don't have a long enough intestine to be carnivores, so we're somewhere in the middle, they believe. That's why we end up well, cooking there's, our food. There's different, there's different types of herbivores uh, on, on that one. You know, well, where, where, I mean, sorry, sorry, to, I don't get hung up on this whole situation, but when, you know, Neanderthal man came along, um, our intestines were longer because they did eat raw meat. Um, and because their intestines are longer, they could handle eating raw meat. But as time has evolved and human beings have evolved, our intestines have got shorter, which is the reason why now it's more difficult for us to eat raw meat and we end up, we can get food poisoning because we yeah. don't process it properly. Okay, so there's a famous um, animal rights philosopher called Tom Reagan, and he broached this, this subject actually on the um, on Irish TV and he said that yeah okay so we're mainly plant eaters but we can tolerate um, some flesh in our diet so that part is probably true it doesn't answer any moral questions and so if we were to say just because we can do something doesn't make it moral so that would be the animal rights position yeah, but that's that's your position as a vegan and John's position. But my but my position is different. Sorry, John, you want to say something? Yeah, I just want to simplify this for your listeners and I, as a matter of fact, as well. I don't want them to to kind of, you know, feel they're in a cast. I just want to, I don't want your listeners to feel as if they're in a classroom here. You know, I think what we need to take away from all of this, Niall, is, is that we need to extend our compassion um, and our thoughts, as a matter of fact, to, to other living beings in this world. So it means that you're in your shopping choices, your entertainment choices, whether you're going out buying a new pair of shoes or a new jacket or you're sitting down to eat or you're going out for entertainment, the, the biggest thing one person can do to make a kind difference is is choosing not to support any industries that profit off the backs of animals. And that can be something as simple as buying cruelty-free, you know, vegan... John, if, John if we were, if we know, were to... Vegan animal products off your table, replace John, them if you were to stop the, supporting... The no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on a second. If you were to stop supporting all, all companies or organisations who use animals tomorrow, so there'd, be all, there'd be nobody left. We wouldn't, we'd, there'd, we'd be nothing for us to do. You know what? Like, that's not the case, as a matter of fact. And we're seeing a huge shift. As a matter of fact, all these companies, like I just said, you, um, are, are, are picking up because they're, they're seeing that the, the consumers are demanding this now. But we need more. The animals need more people behind them. Um, we need more consumers. Anyone listening tonight who is a friend of the animals, whatever way it may be, I'm asking them from when they wake up tomorrow morning, to, to do something a bit more to help these animals, to bring a bit more peace, you know, in this world to those animals, mm. to who share this life with us, as a matter of fact, as well. So regardless, whatever they can do now, it's to be commended with the, with the ultimate aim of ending our use and, and that okay, but, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah, sorry, Roger. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a bit of a fault line for this uh, demo. I mean, um, I'm part of the Westmoreland Street thing that you mentioned before. And that's, that's the kind of rights-based animal rights thing that's been going on for at least five years um, every week. You know, it's not a kind of welfare-based Peter um, kind of publicity stunt. There's a, there's a kind of fault line with this Peter thing because the idea is to say, well, look how wonderful we, we treat dogs. You wouldn't treat a pig like that. But in Ireland, we don't treat dogs very well. We've got some horrendous puppy mills in Ireland. Illegal so there, puppy farms, yes. Yeah, and there are, there are uh, you know terrible kind of stories coming out about the greyhound industry, as you, and I'm sure you've covered on your yeah. show. So it's not as though we're great uh, to dogs either. We we are a very speciesist society, just as the, the speciesist societies all over the world. You know, we don't we don't want to pretend that you know what Ireland does to 
to dogs is wonderful, and it's just the problem with pigs, you know. And you, men- you mentioned the fact that Ireland is kind of special in, in, in welfare terms. You know, there's a lot of evidence now that it's not. Ireland is exactly the same as everywhere else. It's the species society. It's full of rights violations. Yeah, I, I did see um, two guys, myself and Mike, were outside the building here one day, and it was the most horrendous scene I've ever seen. A van pulled up, and there was another van in front of it, and the guy had a load of cages in the back of the van, and they were pulling puppies out of it and putting them into sacks and throwing them in the back mm. of the other van. So we did report yeah, to we, the police, we, but they, they were we, obviously bringing them down we, to the docks. We really ought not to fool ourselves that Ireland is a special place, whether it's the treatment of so-called farm animals or whether it's the treatment of dogs. It's not. Ireland is a species that is everywhere else. It's a cultural matter, and that's what we need to, to focus on. What we need to do is teach people that the philosophy of animal rights is about regarding other animals as rights bearers, and that means that our use of them is a rights violation. That's okay, wait, 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 stay there a second, please, because I've got to get to Joseph and Dave just in the next five minutes. Uh, sorry, Joseph, you're on Classic Kids. Uh, go ahead. Oh, Jesus, Joseph, I should really turn you on. That'd be good to do, wouldn't it? Uh, sorry, Joseph, go ahead. Yeah, hi, how are you? have been listening so, to John and Roger. And, uh, okay. Dangerous fanatics. Because, why, uh, why is it being a vegan dangerous? Because, well, out of Hitler, I think, was a vegan, wasn't he? Well, that doesn't... Uh, ah, that Jesus was Christ, Joseph. He, Adolf Hitler was also a Christian as well. His mother and father were Catholics. Does that mean all Catholics and Christians are dangerous no, too? That's that, would you, Joseph? No, he was a yeah. practicing Satanist. No, he wasn't. If you read his book, Mein Kampf, he quotes on regular basis that he, he did it for God. Okay, well, okay. Well, quit with the insults, Joseph, and let's just stick to the topic, no, no, okay? He, he insulted me because that man, right, basically says that those of us who eat meat are basically savage, inhumane horrible, horrific, nasty people, right? Who? Now, who said guy, that? Who did, now, who used that quote tonight? Implying. That's what he's implying. That's what he's implying? He is implying that. John didn't say that people were savages and nasty no, no, people. No, I mean, he's implying that people, he's saying, oh, we must have compassion and all this. So no, that, yeah, well, hold on, there's a big difference in saying you must have compassion and saying that people yeah, who eat meat are horrible, nasty people. Horrible he didn't say that. He said we're Joseph, horrible, now hold on, Joseph, you, if you want to come on and talk about it, right? Be reasonable and be respectful of other people who are on the air. Well, hang on, hang on for a second, hang on. He didn't, at any stage, say the people who meet are horrible, nasty people. Nobody said that tonight on the air. You said that. He's calling it a, a, a savage, inhumane practice, cruelty. So the people who do it are cruel. That's what he's implying. He, he, you know, his words say it. He might, he might come out and say it, but I know what he's saying. I know what he's... The reality is, right... All animals that live in the wild live short lives, die painfully, and get torn to pieces by some other animals. Now, the animals that are reared by farmers have generally good lives. They're better looked after than people in hospitals because they get <laughs> treatment much quicker. Not always, but go on, yeah. Sorry? Not always. They are. Most of the time they are. A farmer will look after his animal because it's commercially viable, and... If you go to the hospital, you're left for hours. You're not with a, 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 a farmer can get a vid out quick. You want a doctor, you've got to wait now. You've got to queue up. You know, if, so, you, go to, if you go to the, the average hospital, you won't see many patients with tags in their ears with their death date on. You won't see many yeah, you patients will, being, being, being inseminated uh, against their will. Yeah, to, to, to actually it's, suggest it's, that farmed animals are treated better than people in hospitals is absolutely ridiculous thing to say. What are you talking about? But anyway, exactly. That was that was exactly right? what I was thinking, Joseph, when you started speaking about Guam. Well, yeah, okay, that's fair enough, Niall. But uh, the reality is, right? If the vegans get their way, you will drive through the countryside. There'll not be there'll be nothing there. 
There'll be no animals. As one woman said, if you want to save rare breeds, you've got to eat them. And the reason now you've got breeds that are nearly on the verge of extinction, like pigs, a certain beautiful pig breeds and all, because they're, they're not being eating anymore, eaten anymore. That's why. And if people like these extremists, as I call them, uh, get their way, we will have no animals. Oh, we, the menu, by the way, will be insects. That's, this is what they intend to have us eaten, uh, kind of a, a mush made out of insects. And even eventually they'll say that's cruelty as well. And uh, they'll say it's cruelty to even eat vegetables. But, but nobody, but the thing about it is, here's, here's the thing. Nobody's forcing you, Joseph, to be a vegan. No, 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 no. The agenda's been driven here. This is how it always starts off. And I'll and I, and I clarify it with us, right? And, of course, you're going to object to this as well. But this question is what I'm going to ask. These two vegans, did they vote in the abortion referendum? In what way did you vote? I, we've already had that tonight, Joseph. No, yeah. You're, you, you're a bit late to the table vote? with that argument. What, what way did they vote? Uh, well, Joseph, we've already had that conversation 40 minutes ago. Well, well not, let's not go there again. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. We. we yeah, yeah. You assume they're hypocrites. Yes. No, yeah, they are. If they voted okay. for abortion, well, we don't know whether they did or not, and they don't have to share that with us. So they don't want to. Okay, well, let me. Okay, let me just put the point you made very quickly, then, because I don't have much time. Uh, John, I'll put it to you. Seems he seems to be directing the conversation more towards you, uh, in relation to this idea of liberating animals. I mean, if we all stop eating meat tomorrow, and I've read this somewhere before, Joseph didn't just make that part up. Um, there will be less animals, and the more likely uh, many animals will become extinct. We've heard a lot of ways about this and about that and about agendas but and everything just, but else. That's a true this fact. is just simply about being kind, and I think it's a no, no, no. But no, just address what he said. Address, please, what he said. Which, if we if we we've already seen it with certain breeds of pigs, which are not being farmed anymore because you know there's a, a reduction in the amount of people or a demand for meat. So if we all stopped eating cows tomorrow and stopped eating pigs and chickens and eggs yeah. and dairy products and everything else, there would be no need to breed those or farm those animals anymore. Those animals, of course, would be hunted by other animals naturally in the wild. And eventually those animals uh, would also become extinct very quickly. You know well, when I say quickly, you put that No, into... I know your cost for time. I know. Okay. Yeah. Now, what I would say to you is, is that all these animals that are being killed at the minute are being bred because of the consumption at the minute. But when people start switching away from animal products, that's when the, the, the breeding of these animals will decrease. But just your listeners can go on to PETA.org. So, yeah, so you're agreeing, so you're agreeing with him. So you're agreeing with him. Are you agreeing with him? Well, what I'm uh, and no, those animals then the, those animals that we see all the time most likely will become extinct a lot quicker than no, they would animals naturally. Animals operate according to you know demand. Of course, so yeah, that's he's, start, he's agreeing with that. Stop demanding them. Animals will stop being bred. But like I said, if people want to peter.org.uk and request a free vegan starter kit, they can find out the facts of all this as well, Niall. And it's well, no, they'll find they'll the find decision. out that no, they'll find if you're sending them to that particular website for peter.org, they're going to find out the facts based on what Peter believe. So that's biased but, facts. You know yeah. what, Niall? Whether we like it or not, the reality is hitting us in the face right now. Every time we hit our news feeds on social media, um, we're seeing the reality coming from all, all sorts of organisations and institutions, and it's. Oh, it's all saying the one thing that we've been saying since the bloody 70s. No, okay, well, well, ha- well, hang on, everybody, because I have to go to break. John, I know you have to go, and I appreciate you coming on the air. Don't forget the protest. Is at what time tomorrow, by the way? Uh, it's at 12 noon, um, Henry Twel- Street, directly opposite the Spire. I know, thanks for your time. All as right, well, 12 yeah. noon tomorrow, Henry Street, opposite the Spire. Please stay with me, Roger. Stay with me, Joseph. We're going to come to Dave after the break. All right, getting back to the vegans as well. Lots of text coming in. Anthony says, hi, now. Most of these animal rights fanatics are complete hypocrites. They all nearly ha- always have dogs and cats as pets for their own amusement. Dogs and cats are wild animals in nature and to continue to have them as pets you're removing them from the natural state yes in other words you're not liberating them 
and you're keeping them captive. Although I did hear a vegan on RT once saying that uh, by we should be charged for keeping a dog as a pet that we're essentially kidnapping them. <laughs> I swear to God. Roger! Yes. Just in relation to that, I did hear a vegan once on RTE being interviewed and they did say that we're all guilty of kidnap by keeping dogs and cats. Do you have a dog? Um, no, I don't. And uh, although I'm looking at the uh, four at the moment, the thing is about um, pets. I mean, um, in the 80s, um, animal rights people started calling them companion animals. And now the, uh, the kind of PC, you like this, obviously, the PC phrase now is animal companion. But the idea is that, um, you know, Actually, animal rights people don't have pets as such. In other words, they don't go and buy them for, from, from a puppy mill or from a, a pet shop. Uh, invariably, what uh, vegans will be caring for will be um, those who have um, been rescued, you know, from, you know, neglect cases. And well, that you, kind of stuff. I, I'm assuming that would be the case, but you can't speak all for right. all vegans, obviously. No, no, mm. but I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've been vegan for 41 years now, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I know a single vegan who's ever bought a, 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 a pet from a, a pet Okay, do you, do you want to answer Joseph's question from before the break? And he makes a fair point that, you know, if the world suddenly turned vegan tomorrow and we all went down the route, you know, of Roger and John Carmody and everybody else and decided not to support anybody who has anything to do with the meat industry, the, the animal uh, cruelty industry, uh, that all of a sudden these animals would become extinct. Yes, I, w- I will answer that. Be- before I do, can, can, I just, can I just say um, there was a recommendation before for people to go to a website associated with PETA. I would like to, for people not to do that. If they want to find out more information about uh, veganism, then they could go to Go Vegan World. PETA actually is quite a ridiculous organization. It's actually got no credibility. Well, consider the founder the member community. wants to be, when she dies, wants to be cut up and used as clothes. Well, the founder member is, is, is quite a bizarre kind of person. Well, I, I, I interviewed her on the air here about two years ago. Mm. Ingrid, what's well, her know, name? I can't, Ingrid. In, Ingrid Newkirk. But the problem with Peter is they're racist, they're sexist, they're ableist. You know, they, they, they even uh, um, wrote on the back of um, that terrible thing that Trump did with the grab a pussy type thing. But, you know, not long after Obama was elected, they dressed up as a, for a demo as the Ku Klux Klan. You know, how kind of, you know, ridiculous can you be? They got something called the Nations Undress, where they encourage women to to an undress on, on screen. You know, John Carmody has done... I know John. John has done great works. So I won't have a bad word said about him. Uh, well, he's, he's I like John. Yeah, well, you might, you might do, but he's also encouraged a lot of women to take their clothes off in the name of animal rights. So it's, it's, all, it's all a bit childish. What, taking fur off, you mean? No, just taking their clothes off, lying on the plate in the... And oh, I saw, yeah, I, I did yeah. see that campaign he did last year, when she did have a little bikini or something like that. Okay, uh, okay, so you believe that's sexist. All right, okay. Um, I think he would probably argue with that. Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 87 Um Now, when we go to Dave. Dave, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? Hey, folks. Uh, Dave, uh, do you agree with Joseph? Uh, our, you know, uh, well, Joseph doesn't think he's a hypocrite by eating meat. Do you... Um, I don't know. Well, sure, yeah, but I mean, like, vegans are probably hypocrites then in the very same vein. Like, lots of animals die, you know, like, when it comes to um, chopping down the, the fields for your wheat and stuff. Like, lots of animals die in the process of all these of vegan soya, foods. yes, yeah, for vegan you know, also, yeah. But this That's thing true. I can't... But this thing I can't wrap my head around with vegans, right? They want everybody to go vegan. There's about, what, to go to 8 billion people in the world. How do you feed 8 billion people on a vegan diet? Think of the land that would have to be cleared for fields. Well, would it, would it not be fair crops. to say, Dave, that we, we have to clear land to feed cows anyway, to graze on? 
we do, but we get a lot more like from a good herd of cows than what you get like from fields for for um, no, whatever vegans eat. Soybeans or wheat or barley or lentils or whatever. Yeah, like I can't like think of like all the the, the forest that would have to be chopped down just for fields, just for for growing food. Well, for, look, the evidence vegans. is there, and I know Roger's probably going to disagree with me anyway. But the evidence is there that if we're talking about carbon footprints, and I'm not one for climate change. Uh, promoting the whole idea of it anyway, but but if we if we look at the climate, you know, and the carbon that we emit as human beings and animals, termites actually produce the most amount of carbon. Um, the orange groves, for example, in Florida, where they let purposely let oranges rot to keep the prices up, and the same goes for much of the the food that vegans would probably eat. The prices are kept up by letting food rot. Uh, also has massive carbon footprints. The rice paddy fields have mar- massive carbon footprints. Roger, it's fair to say that vegans, you know, it, you know, even though they're a small percentage of the population population, you know, are just as damaging to the environment as well. Well, what we say about that is that there are some problems which are structural in nature, something that you can't kind of um, sort out as an individual. But the point is about the vegan philosophy, it's a justice for all philosophy. So when people do go vegan and when we get enough socio-political power, we will start to address issues. Like, for example, it is true that other animals are killed when we harvest um, crops, for example. But the point is, what we would try and do is change the way that we would do that. But, uh, but, haven't, but, haven't meat e- but haven't meat eaters had practices of that for years? We've changed the way we do things. Farmers have changed the way they do things over the last mm-hmm. 100 years and been and regulated in the way they do things. So we've had yeah. practice already. We're, we're streets ahead of you, the meat, the meat eaters. Yeah. Well, Roger. Sorry, Joseph, you want to say something? Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just, uh, I, I just you said like I find vegans because of, of uh, they 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 accuse everybody else of having blood on their hands, and uh, you know you dismissed it. I knew you would, but the reality is, I guarantee you, ninety nine percent of vegans voted for abortion. So they're the author author. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, okay, very quickly, Roger, do you want to address that? Because John didn't really address it. He scared it around it. I don't know why. Um, yeah. I mean, realistically, he's got a point, And a lot of people are texting it in and saying that vegans, the majority of them, would be quite liberally minded and probably voted yes in the abortion referendum. And yes, they will be happy to try and save the life of you know a little fox or a dog or any other animal that's going to be eaten for food, for example. Uh, yes, they would support the idea of an unborn child being murdered, as pro-lifers would put it. Yeah, okay, let, let me address that thing, uh, because we do actually get that a lot on the street as well, because there is like an assumption that when, we, when people see our posters, they automatically assume that we'd be pro-life. It probably is true that the majority of vegans would probably be uh, pro-choice. However, it's not a question of, of everybody jumping up and down thinking that abortions are a great thing. It's more to do with the fact that we would respect women's rights. And also... So do you expect meat eaters' rights? Uh, well, yeah, but the point is... You we, don't. I mean, we, well, we respect other animals' right, rights uh, as well. Well, what about we, the unborn we, child's we, rights? Do you, do you respect but, the unborn but, child's rights? Let, well, let, let it is. A, no, Roger, just admit it. It is hypocrisy. Just, just let me address it. Okay. What you've, what you've got with the abortion issue is a completely unique legal and moral situation. And this is it. You've got a rights bearer or a potential rights bearer inside the body of a rights bearer. Now, that puts it into a very difficult ethical and legal position. Now, the point is, is if you have someone 
inside your body and you don't want that person inside your body, who gets to choose? Okay, and so then you think this has got this has got this has got to be down to to women. And so hang on, Joseph, I will. We probably would be in the majority pro-choice, but nobody's jumping up and down saying, "Isn't it great that abortions exist?" Okay, sorry, Joseph. Go on, just respond to it very quickly because I don't want to focus on too much. So, since uh, the person who's inside another person has no rights because that's what they voted for, uh, can I eat uh, an unborn uh, pig? Is it okay for me to put up a pig, uh, sew them back in, and eat the unborn pig? Is that Jesus okay? Christ. Do you, do, you, do you think that even merits an answer, Niall? I don't. No, no, it's not an absurd argument. Uh, the, 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 uh, the one inside has no right, because uh, it's inside another, so it's no right. Because you it, just it, voted... It, well, it puts this into a very standard, difficult legal position. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, do, I, I understand the point you're making, Joseph. And to be honest with you, I kind of agree with you. And I, uh, although I took I took the answer from Roger, I don't accept it. I think you're right. It, you know, vegans are going to call people hypocrites, meat eaters, hypocrites. I equally believe any vegan that who voted yes in the abortion referendum is probably a hypocrite as well. To be honest with you, so I'm I'm going to go with you on that one, Joseph. Dave, sorry, get back to you, Dave. No, sorry. I will, Roger, can I ask you a quick question here, man? This is something I've always wondered about vegans. Would you eat lab-grown meat? Like, if they, they figure out a way to, like, mass Well, they produce... have figured it out. It's expensive, but, yeah. Well, it's expensive, but they haven't figured out a way to, like, mass-produce it yet. But if they figured out how to mass-produce lab-grown meat that hasn't been taken from an animal and grown in the lab, would you eat it? Well, uh, lab-grown meat is very kind of controversial within the vegan community at the moment. And uh, a lot of that is because some of it is being put through the vivisection laboratories. So, for example, some of it is being tested on, on rats, for example, or other other animals um, in the border. So that yeah, but that you take yeah, but you take a medicine that was uh, tested on an animal, though, wouldn't you? Well, you, usually what what vegans do there is that they explore every other avenue before they would. Which do you that. would. Yeah, and fucking oh, yeah. being a vegan sounds complicated. It does sound complicated. But well, Roger, with the great maybe, wait, maybe Roger, Roger, with the great respect, you know, if you're on your deathbed, if you're on your deathbed in a hospital oh, yeah. and a doctor has an injection that's going to save your life and it happens to have animal byproducts in it or it happens to have been tested on an animal, you're not going to say no, are you? Yeah, well, you know, there's, there's a lot of drugs that are still around. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, Niall, but there's a lot of drugs that are still around. And their antecedents come from the concentration camps and, and particularly the Japanese ones. Uh, in the Second World War. So, you know, we, can, we can't be too kind of precious about this. But you are being precious. Vegans are no, precious. No, 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 not at all. We're, 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 trying, we're trying to produce a justice system which kind of gets over the species barrier. And, and yeah, but where, do, where is that? Where's the line? Here's, see, see, this is what I always wondered. I'm sure Dave probably wonders the same thing. So where, where, where does it, where's the line drawn when it's not, you know, like, for example, if I step on a spider intentionally, well, that would be a horrible thing to do, actually. To be honest, I wouldn't do that. But I mean, what's? I mean, what do we define as being cruel to an animal? You know, if I'm purposely eating mealworms, I mean, I'm sure they do have little nervous systems. You know, as far as I know, jellyfish are the only ones that don't have a central nervous system. You know, so by that definition, they are sentient. So, I mean, where do you, where do you draw the line as when it comes to animals? Do, do we have to be careful where we drive in case we drive over a mouse on the ground? So, do, do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, why, where yes, do we draw do, the yeah. line? It, it, well, it, it's been an, it's been an issue that has um, not plagued, but has kind of been addressed by the vegan community and animal rights community for, for several years. Going back to Tom Reagan that I mentioned before, he says that yes, animal rights does involve line drawing, but what we should do 
is draw those lines in pencil. Because as we learn things, lines are going to move. And so what we're trying to do essentially is do the best we can, if you like, in difficult circumstances. And what Reagan says is that some things are very difficult questions. And he was very honest about that. And what he says is people of goodwill need to come together, maybe on a program like this, and try and thrash these things out in terms of, you know, how can we move forward in a just way? Okay, final word for you, Dave. I have to wrap it up. I need to talk to uh, us about something very important called open relationships. Go on. Uh, no, no, I was just going to say, look, for that thing, we're all hypocrites, and I hope it pisses rain on Peter tomorrow. <laughs> right. Okay. I hope it, I, you know, I was, I was going to hope the heavens open uh, Roger probably. everyone else. If you actually look up the stats on it, they euthanized, there was a place in America, they euthanized animals at a rate of like 72% of all the dogs they brought in. Compared well, to other I, I, there was, I know there was stories of them dumping da- carcasses of dogs into trash mm-hmm, cans and all sorts of carry-on. Yeah, yeah so, do you know. Yeah. And uh, look, don't get me wrong, you know, the organisation, Pete, I think are making plenty of money. The, there is money behind all of this. Yeah, of they're, course they're, they're making plenty of money, but they are very controversial and they're very controversial within the vegan movement. Uh, please, please, people listening, don't think that all vegans would support Peter. They don't. All right, okay. And you're saying to go to Go Vegan, what is it? Go Vegan World, which is an Irish-run organisation. Okay, go vegan world. All right, okay, listen, thanks very much, Roger. Uh, thanks, Dave. Thanks to everybody who got involved in that. Now, and Joseph, and also John Carmody, who I'm sure is probably still listening. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.